Welcome to Get Up in the Cool Old Time Music with Cameron DeWitt and Friends. This week's friends are Emily McHugh and Donald Polardi of String and Shadow, the Puppet Theater Company. We recorded this on Sunday in Olympia, Washington, in a barn at the house of Emily Teachout, Eric Netherland, and former guest of the show, Ruby Netherland of the Sassafras Sisters. Thanks for letting me and my family crash at your place for the weekend so I could record my first batch of vaccinated interviews. We had a wonderful time. This episode is brought to you in part by Earful of Fiddle. They're offering their annual music and dance camp online June 20th through the 24th, 2021. Now in its 13th year, this season, Earful of Fiddle will provide virtual instruction in percussive dance, song, fiddle, guitar, banjo, mandolin, and online evening activities. Instructors include Nagosi Fields, Jake Blunt, Laurel Primo, Ruby John, Bruce Bowman, Nick Garris, Arnold Asham, and more. To register, visit earfuloffiddle.com. This is your last chance to sign up for this year. Don't miss it. I put a link in the show notes. Stay safe and stay connected to your traditional arts community with Earful of Fiddle. Get Up in the Cool occasionally gets great sponsors, like Earful of Fiddle, but it's primarily funded by listeners like you. Shout out to Brendan, last name withheld, who just signed up on Patreon. Thank you so much! To those of you who haven't yet signed up for Get Up in the Cool's Patreon, go to patreon.com slash getupinthecool, which is linked in the show notes for this episode, and choose a support level that you can sustain. Thanks for keeping the lights on, everyone! Make sure to stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with String and Shadow. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Emily McHugh and Donald Pilardi. Mm-hmm. Get it right? Cameron. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, String and Shadow, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks for having Thank us. You. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, first of all, what what is that tune? You keep calling it Goddess, and I don't know if that's like your cool band shorthand. No, that's the That God. is the name. Yeah, that's, yeah. Goddess. Yeah. I think so. You would know it's from and your dad. My dad picked it up somewhere, and I don't actually know where he got it. That is okay. Not everyone has to be a big old-time nerd to be on the show. If it was, it wouldn't be weekly. Yeah. No, that's great. You, your dad being uh, Joe McHugh. Yeah. Friend of the show. Right. At this exactly. point. And, and uh, host of uh, Roz in the Book. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, that's him. Cool. Yeah, he's got a lot of weird tunes that he's picked up. But I, he told, he's told me where it came from, but I, 
I don't know, comes in one ear and out the other. But we like that tune a lot. It's weird. I w- uh, Emily, I would imagine your intro to old-time music was Joe, mm-hmm. was yeah. Dad. Both my parents, yeah. M- Mom as well. Yeah, actually, this banjo, which I'm borrowing from her, um, she was learning banjo when she was pregnant with me, and it was this banjo, and she has a heart, like a irregular heartbeat, and so she's convinced that when she was pregnant, she was able to finally get the claw hammer rhythm because my heartbeat is regular. And it was this, like, banjo on, like, her stomach. Oh, wow. And she's letting me borrow it. She never would before, but I feel like I finally love it. Well, she got a new banjo, so <laughs> that's what it really is. But, yeah. So. It was it was very sweet until right at the end. And she's like, and now I've moved past the, ba- oh, no, the pregnancy still, banjo. <laughs> she still likes this banjo, okay. but she, got, yeah, she has a new one. Okay. And uh, I, did, I feel like I like this banjo especially because of that, maybe. It's a really great banjo. It reminds me of... Um, there's all these like t- turn of the century ladies banjos. It is. is it a ladies yeah, banjo? A, it has a, a white, white lady, lady neck, or that's what they're called because yeah. it's like a shorter, and yeah. uh, which is actually really nice because I'm short and <laughs> don't have to stretch my arms high up. I yeah. want a ladies banjo. They're great, and they always have this like metal rim on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love ladies bikes because they get you get you don't have to step over. Yeah, oh, the the they got the lower bar. Why doesn't every bike? Why can't I know? Why go through all the trouble? But <laughs> like, is it structurally like that. that different? It's like for the speed of the bike, or whatever. I think it's even better because then you can fit a water bottle there. <laughs> yeah, you know, or any number of things. You know, I don't know why we split things up like that. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, what a, what an incisive podcast already. Mm-hmm. Getting right to yeah, the issues. Late white lady banjo. Oh god. <laughs> well, let's unpack that. Let's go ahead and This is a white banjo and... feminism. Okay, no, it's not good, but yeah. But that is what I've heard them heard them called or sure. what she said, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've done an episode on someone with some background in the study of banjo construction and its history and the you know, publication of different banjo repertoire and the accompanying illustrations and that sort of yeah, his- history. And- definitely. Okay, a good. Fair well, amount of banjo nerds. They should yeah. check that out. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I would like to defer their defer attention. Defer their attention to, way, yeah. to <laughs> Karen uh, Lynn. Yeah. What, what about you, Donald? When did you start playing old-time music? Um, I, well... It was a slow progression, I don't really, when I became a believer. Um, but I started with, I was pretty obsessed with uh, John Hurt, Mississippi yeah. John Hurt. So that that st- style, finger picking. And then somebody told me somewhere, like, oh, you should get a banjo. And that will, like, be a way to do the same style of picking. But then you have a different instrument, and I, that doesn't make any sense to me anymore, but that sure. was why I got a banjo. And That's I, why a lot of people get a banjo. It's that sort of like, oh, it'll be like a not guitar that I can play guitar on. Yeah, I can yeah. bring it to the jam and like not be the annoying guitar guy. I <laughs> yeah. can be the annoying banjo guy, which is like kind of quirky and like fun and like, but... Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so that didn't work out. <laughs> And <laughs> well, the finger picking didn't work out. Oh, like okay. I bought, I bought like the, I did it by the books. I got the bluegrass, Bill Monroe's bluegrass Bible, and the Deering Good Time banjo, and the finger picks. And I was just like, 
this is uncomfortable and not really fun. It doesn't feel like fun and musical. And like, I was used to like the alternate thumb picking on the guitar, but yeah. just like wearing those things was awful. Yeah. And I think it was like through YouTube, I came across somebody that was like, how to bum, bum diddy. And I was like, oh, that looks fun. And I learned. Contemporary story. Yeah, very, yeah. yeah. So I went on the internet and found wow. uh, the gods of the digital, dust to digital, you know, yeah. resurrection. And um, yeah, and then, and then I, so I started learning like bum claw hammer stuff. And then I was hanging out on the college campus where I went to school in Connecticut and someone was like, oh, there's a professor that is all about the banjo. And I went to, uh, I went to see him and then he was like, oh, we can do personal musical instructions. Wow. And we got college credit to learn old time banjo. That's, who, who was From, this? Uh, professor Dr. Jones Bauman, Dr. JB. I don't know, I don't um, know. He taught at Eastern Connecticut State University. And yeah, it's great, great player. And um, that was just like what he did on the. That's not what he professed. Well, he's ethnomusicology right? okay, so professor. Kind of, yeah, and then yeah, and then in his, you know, through through his grace, I learned some old time banjo. And then I twisted his arm, almost quite literally, to get him to teach me some fiddle. Yeah, because he had shoulder issues. So, yeah. but I was like, I really want. It's like you're a great. He's 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 just like a lovely player. Like it's you know, and I'm very cantankerous but i learned a couple fiddle tunes from him that that got really into it he was like okay some of my assignments were like go to this jam happening in like mystic <laughs> connecticut yeah. and then report back to me with a tune or something like that or he would he would give me fiddle t recordings of fiddle tunes we like learn this fiddle tune on the banjo don't don't learn it don't listen to the banjo he would give me tunes without banjo sure and yeah like try to come up with something so it was really helpful to he like really like taught me how to like approach a jam which is kind of stressful intimidating at first if you're not like I don't know, a pro it yeah it is <laughs> yeah sometimes not, even, yeah. even if you are a pro yeah it's just like that ah, vibes <laughs> yeah i still do that I just kind of walk around my case being like that look that jam looks really fun but <laughs> Looks not really any room. Yeah, and everyone's knees Start are already touching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no more Maybe knees. Maybe get one knee in. Yeah. Hey guys. It's like after a couple of tunes, your knee gets to move in. Yeah. Yeah, but that—that's why I started flat footing because then you can go to any jam. People are very happy to have you. Yeah. You got your little flat. You got a little <laughs> box and you're dancing, and then then you do dance one song and then you leave, and people are like, "Wow, that was great! What a <laughs> so glad that happened." As opposed to like showing up with a fiddle and like, you know, ruining the jam. <laughs> right. uh. Emily, did you? Uh, this is sort of the podcast within a podcast at this point, but um, asking kids of trad music parents. Who still play trad music you seem to enjoy it and not hate playing trad music <laughs> right and like how did that happen like what did you have to like uh did it did you were you into it as a kid not really yeah they tried i mean yeah my parents had a pretty like their philosophy was sort of like to make it available right and it was always like parties at their house and stuff happening and stuff so i kind of associated it with like I don't know, I, like, Eva Leach, um, we, we, like, were the same age, and our parents were friends and stuff, so Eva, like, played all the way through and, like, kept playing, but I didn't right. really stick to it quite 
that well. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. They gave me a guitar when I was like 16, and I would play with them a little bit in high school and stuff. And then I think I was 22 when I picked up the banjo. I was trying to learn fiddle. I had an interest in it, I guess. But yeah, I did, it took me a while to kind of get around to it. And then um, I'd like to think it kind of came initially a little easier, though, because I felt like I had it always been around me. And, yeah. Yeah. And so now I really like it. Yeah. I think for a while I was like, well, that's what my parents do. And yeah. So, you don't, yeah, I didn't do it as much, or, yeah, but now, now we play together, and it's like a fun thing we have to share. That's really nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. My little sister, she, she had lessons on violin, which they gave me some piano lessons, um, but she did violin and, like, orchestra and stuff, and then, um, she stopped for a long time, and now she's 24, and she's just, like, come back to it and, like, is playing. She got, like, a duet book with her friend, and they're, like, learning stuff. So, I don't know. I feel like if you plant the seeds young, and even if they go away from it, it's, like, there's still, like, some memory of what they learned. Like, she picks up the violin, and she's, like, you know, perfectly in tune. I'm, like, God damn it. <laughs> 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 I wish I would have had those lessons. Oh <laughs> yeah. But it's really nice to see her kind of coming back around to it. Yeah. Yeah. Can we play another tune? Sure. Another spooky metal tune? Yeah. Unless you oh, want a yeah. tune in between, but... No, no. Yeah. We do... Spooky Grove. Mm-hmm. Spooky <laughs> Grove, my little love. Yeah, so it's, it's Shady Grove. This is another one picked up from my dad that I can't tell you any further origins. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot of these tunes. Dad tunes. Um, but it's it's a little... It's not, it's not like the Doc Watson Shady Grove. It's a little... It's a little bit different, but same chords will basically okay, basically great. work. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Shady Grove. Yeah. From from Dad. <laughs> yeah. From Joe. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah. he got it somewhere. He got it from somebody, yeah. I should have called him before. It's fine. <laughs> should have practiced more. Should have practiced. Should have called him. Yeah. Right, yeah. But uh, that's what it sounds like. Somebody in the comments will know. <laughs> String and Shadow. Mm -hmm. 
it's dot not, com. It's not just a, <laughs> it's not just an old time. Not band. just a website. It's it's a a, a, a puppet puppet theater theater yeah. company company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that's called. I don't say those words very often because I'm not in that scene. Yeah, there's uh, so sort company. of like uh, you think of theater and you're like, oh, it's very big and expensive, and then you think puppets, and you're like, it's probably very small and made of garbage or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. that's what it is, yeah. But kind of both things are true. So we make that stuff out of cardboard and paper mache, but there's also uh, ear trumpet mic involved in this year's show for, for a live band. Yeah, we got, we're very excited about it. We got a four-piece band. They're not old-time, but um, they, there's a banjo in there. So the music is just sort of a um, an excuse to continue to look at the puppetry for this show. Yeah, for this show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's also the music. I mean, it's. I feel like it's an opportunity for a lot of the musicians are like composing stuff for. Okay, the very show, good. So yeah, I feel yeah. Like it's a fun, different way to like interact with like stuff that they're writing, and yeah, one of them plugged in like got on the computer program and like printed out a bunch of sheet music for this idea and then brought it and then our violinist who's like a very competent like sheet music reader or whatever like played it i don't know it was like it was like a fun thing for for francis to see i think Mm. to like i don't know to to get to do the composing thing where you're like putting things on paper and then hearing them for the first time like yeah out of somebody like playing and reading so that's been cool for me to see because i've gotten zero ability to read music um Unless I'm like F8, like <laughs> all dogs go to heaven. <laughs> all yeah, dogs go to heaven. That's yeah. How you remember it. yeah, whatever it is. You know, yeah. the H line. I just remember its face is the blank, the blank spots, and yeah. after that, it's yeah. Uh, how did you two meet? Uh, we met at a vaudeville show that mm-hmm. Donald was in doing a puppet act, and I had just gotten back from North Carolina. I'd been like working for a company out there doing puppet theater. And I came back, like, very much, like, wanting to find people to do puppet stuff with and then checked out a bunch of puppet books at the library. And the librarian was like, do you know there's a puppet show and this vaudeville show that's happening tonight? Yeah. And I was like, oh, great, because I love puppets. <laughs> so I, like, went and then, yeah, met Donald. And um, that was, yeah, that was basically, we just started hanging out and doing puppet stuff. And, yeah. So puppet worlds. Yeah. Puppets are it. Puppets are the new thing. If you're in a band, <laughs> forget it. Forget it. No one cares about your band. You puppet core. Puppets. The, yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, I mean, Gore is a great well, I mean, example yeah. of that. But I wouldn't listen to Gore if it weren't for the puppets. There you go. And I think all time musicians can agree on that. <laughs> yeah. When did you two figure out that you both like? old-time music and both like puppets and that that could be like a thing that meets in the middle just immediately just, just when we met yeah yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was like oh you like puppets oh you like old-time music but i think that the, the um the two mediums like really coming together were with busking with street performing yeah because it was arts walk yeah and we did like yeah, money talks. We like did the we did the raccoons and the fox. We had just made our first show, and then we were like playing music as like uh, we had a different name for the band, and then we just like yeah went out during arts walk and like played music in the animal mess, and it was just like 
dollar bills were flying. We were yeah, like, people yeah. are losing like, their dang mind. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, funny. So. We were just like, I remember like, because I never played like that. You like get used to it, but when you first do it, you like can't see a thing, and you're all like, sure. it's all stuffy in there. It's not the most comfortable thing. You know, I don't know. And then I just remember, like, I broke a string, and it was just, like, very stressful and, like, over the top. We were like, we can't stop now. Like, <laughs> There's kids watching. You can't take watching. the head off. <laughs> They'll scream. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't need to decapitate the raccoon in front of them. But, yeah, so, I don't know. That, and that was, like, how it got started. And then and then every we make new masks for all these, for the puppet shows. And then it's, like, these new, like, old-time duos, kind of, or trios or more than trios sort of like arrive as a result and we can go out and play and it's a great way to promote shows too because people see you out there and yeah. they're like this is where else does this happen or what is this so should we should we do like a uh, show and tell mm-hmm. then and then um we could talk about the masks that you brought and then sure. if uh listeners want to go to social media uh and check out the videos we're going to It'll be my first time wearing a mask playing an instrument. I you think can, you can really I mean, see what it's like. A big mask like yeah. this. Right. Yeah. So not a COVID mask. Yeah. I did a fair amount of that. But uh, yeah, what did, what did you bring today? Yeah, we brought this goat, goat head for you. Or are there... <laughs> oh my God. Join us. Yeah. So what I'm looking at now is... Uh, I guess I'm just projecting this. It seems, it seems like it's an old couple. Yeah, they were, it was in the show last summer, we did a drive-in puppet show during the pandemic, and this was like an old fisherman and his wife um, in the show. Yeah, these two puppets were literally made for each other, so. Yeah, they're really, they're really cute, but they're also, they're, they're really big. Yeah. Uh, So like to, for people who are not watching the video right now, um. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like uh, three three or four times the size of your heads? No, nah, not your... that much, you think? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Pretty small head. I don't know how proportionate. No, they are bigger. Me neither. <laughs> I think there's something that happens in the illusion with a bigger head. Yeah. That, like, it kind of makes it less scary to me and more, like, adorable. Yeah. I don't know why that is exactly, but there's something with the uncanny valley and, like, what you're looking at. Especially for, like, um, if you're doing, like, a kid as a mask, if you make the head really big and you kind of, like, get rid of the neck, then it, like, reads, like, the, the adult person looks much more like a kid. And, yeah. It's, yeah, there's weird, like, huh. kind of things, I think, that are happening in yeah. your brain when you see that. Some sort of psych- psychology of, like, that thing has a big head. It's probably, like, a newborn of its... Sure. Or, like, not a threat <laughs> or, like, I don't know, yeah. like... You probably have to, like, think about these things because, uh... It seems like puppets, in in equal measure, have the potential to delight and unnerve. <laughs> right. Sure. And so you have to make sure you're you're making you're, you're swinging the right direction for what you want. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we want to unnerve. Yeah. I guess. And yeah. Sometimes, yeah, with these like, with the, well, especially with I think when you're doing human shapes, that that's especially like a time where it could become a little terrifying. Yeah. Because, and I'm sure people have seen these, and I, I feel like they have kind of a sweet, uh, like, but I'm sure people have had a feeling of, like, wait, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're like, a little bit spooky. Yeah. yeah. You know, because there's, the eye holes are where their eyes are, yeah. and you can But can't... I actually think it would be scarier with the eyes painted in, 
because it's like oh, looking yeah. right. This is more like amorphous, like which way is it? Right. I don't know. It's like well, you're that's scary when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying like the more, I guess for people who are uncomfortable, could you describe the uncanny valley for people who haven't heard that term before? Yeah, the uncanny valley is like a phenomenon where it's like, maybe you could describe this better. It's like the further, there's like a place of like resembling life, but not being alive where people can't really place it. It becomes uncanny and it becomes very like not good or yeah, scary. It's, it's a difference between like a really fun caricature yeah, and then seeing your loved one taxidermied at an open casket funeral <laughs> with like makeup on their face that is like that's not what color right their face is like right. but but it's you like if you go too close to real but it's not alive right it like yeah it's like wax models uh, activate my uncanny valley nerve like uh, wa- something yeah. about wax models are just like exact replicas but there's just something that I don't, the human mind's so complex, I can't even just like tell you what it is about the ratio of the eyes to the cheekbones or whatever. Right. That it just doesn't seem right, but it's also very convincing on the on the face. But you know, yeah. but you go the other direction, and then you get to caricature. Right. And, You're trying to find somewhere in the middle, I think, where it's like not too real, because I think that the more the human mind is making connections. <laughs> the valley right <laughs> your pinpoint your exact location in the uncanny valley yeah it's like our brains are like processing so much information we're not necessarily aware of it all and so like if something looks pretty close to normal but not quite right it's like wait hold on this this yeah. is alarm goes on yeah right? it's like it something's not right yeah. I think it's like a like a survival like you're like what is that i don't know like you're <laughs> something in your lizard brain is like yeah. Well, that's what's great about puppets. They they activate that surprise. And, you know, I see people do du- double takes all the time with the puppet yeah. heads yeah. and busking. <laughs> and you're, like, activating this, like, WTF response yeah. mechanism. And then that's where you can, like, slip in, you know, because then they have their, they're, like, very intently processing what they're seeing and right. whatever scene that they're whatever scene you've created, they're like really drinking it in because they're in this mode of like, I need to understand everything around me, like <laughs> in order to survive, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So you get, you know, well, that's very manipulative. Though. It is. Very, <laughs> but that's a, what you have to do as a like, busker, as an object manipulator. Yeah. That's, that's your, the job. audience is, you know, are just pulling on their strings. Yeah. Yeah, it's you like know. you're taking something that's not alive and giving it some semblance of being alive. So I feel like, you're trying to get people to like subconsciously be like what is alive <laughs> or yeah. like well you know so it's i don't know exactly how to describe it because it's mostly just like not really very good put into words you don't you don't sure. need to describe it to kids kids are just like yes yeah, yeah. i mean some exists. kids are like no yeah <laughs> some kids are like no some but, kids are like really curious and they're but they're like hanging back but e- either like, way like that thing that scene that you've made is is a real thing there's like actually two lizards playing fiddle and banjo there to that kid. The kid might not be into it at all. Might yeah. just be like, no, but that like... But it's like still, it happened that day. You, you, you don't... The kid, <laughs> you ask the kid like, what happened? They'll be like, two lizards were playing music. There won't be like, two like, broke idiots were like... 
trying to make rent, so they put on these masks and like they don't. They just. Oh, so yeah. dolphin really takes the magic out of it. Really, take, yeah. I mean, yeah, that sounds lovely to have something more magical projected onto you, other than the reality. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, both are true at the yeah. same time. Sure. Yeah. 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 So. Right, I'm gonna put this uh, goat on. Put it on. Uh, Join us. Join I have us. To, um, <laughs> Oh, I'm instantly claustrophobic. I'm instantly upset. But there's sort of a... I don't know, maybe it's not you for everyone. You can these if you'd rather, too. There's sort of a safety to it. Especially when busking, it, like, blocks... Oh, yeah. Everyone... No one can talk to you. No one People still try. Who's the broke idiot under the mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can hide your shame, really. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I can't see no, much. I can hand you the guitar. Okay, great, 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 great. Yeah. There you are. Four. You got it. <laughs> and then I'm about to do a two. I have to oh, put a paper one. So let me. Do yeah. A little bit Wait, do we do? Or we could do cold frosty morning. Yeah, we could do cold frosty morning. I I kind of just wanted to do real de Joey. Sure. Yeah. Spring. Let's get on with it. Everyone's heard cold frosty morning. Yeah. <laughs> really a very relaxed and cool goat. <laughs> Yeah. Playing the guitar. Yeah, very, very different. It's it's great to see what character comes out. It's the same mask, but on different people. They're like, oh, this goat actually is very chill now. I know when you wear it, it's kind of like intense. Like, yeah. <laughs> this <is> aggro goat. <laughs> a little aggro, yeah. Like he was like, yeah. Ready? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little hard to give the foot. Yeah, oh the yeah, I usually time. do the toe, toe tap, but you were far away. <laughs> uh, I'm taking this off as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. yeah. I enjoy it a lot more on the other side of it. <laughs> Woo! 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, um, like can be a very stressful experience to be <laughs> in the mask playing and trying to hold the tune together, and then the mask is slipping down your face, and your breath is in your. Sometimes yeah. I get in the zone. I like with the bigger ones too because I feel like the sound gets trapped in there. So yeah. you can close your eyes and like you're just totally thinking about the tune. And because like busking, it's always like people walking by all the time and like looking at you, and like you can just completely yeah. tune them out. It might just be like, you know, a biased feedback. I, <laughs> I, I think that the mask helps with the music in in this yeah. way, where like that's all you can really focus on. You also have to be listening more intently, especially if you're playing with other people. You, you know, it's like uh, everything's harder to do. Yeah. I don't know. Less distractions. Like. Yeah. It's probably a great way when you're busking, too, to sort of um, bypass some of the constant microaggressions right. of, like, the people who are passing. Well, we get a lot of video. A lot of video. Yeah, that's... A- that's, like... Probably the most uncomfortable yeah. aspect is like because people think that you can't see them. Right, right, right. When some, sometimes I do close my eyes, but we were these like uh, in New Orleans over Halloween. We made these big eyeball masks and like went busking on Halloween is like these big gruesome eyeballs. Cool. And our friend like was flat footing, but he had like a bloody bandage wrapped around his eyes, and he was like dancing all crazy and being like, "That's great." <laughs> Have my you seen my eyes? And then I thought like, we could see them because we were just like giant eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the rest of the time I feel like yeah, people take videos and I don't. We try to put out a sign now because like for a while I feel like we didn't have a sign or anything, and now we put out a sign that people can at least find us or find out what it is. Yeah, because we can't really talk right. while we're doing it, and we'll definitely get people who will come up and be like, "So like, <laughs> oh yeah," <laughs> which is really hard when you're like in this like thing and you can't like I don't know, you can't really communicate very well. You're like talking really loud and. It's funny that people do that. <laughs> some people just don't get it. They're like, like they some don't. guy walked up to us in news and he was like, "So I guess you're probably not as old as these masks. Probably pretty hot in there, huh?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I guess that probably makes people on some level kind of uncomfortable, and like they, and then they'll want to pass that on to you by talking maybe. to you. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yeah. I think yeah. those people are out. Those people are out there wanting to engage in whatever way they sure. like to engage. And the mask, I think, kind of keeps some of them at bay is what I've yeah. noticed. But uh, in Olympia, like that, it can, you know, people are people are great in Olympia, but it can be sometimes a little like s- stressful on the street. Um, but like, I don't know. So people are all upset for different reasons. But at the farmer's market, it's like. The, the guy that stops and talks to you yeah. just like wants to talk about like your guitar or like your or right. like talk about how his uncle used to play the accordion or which and they're like yeah. not they're like usually nice and that happens when you're yeah. just busking us right yeah and, but like, you can't really just be like sorry but it all, yeah. it's like it's like nice but it's also like get out of here I don't know it's like a, <laughs> like I, I do I want to acknowledge that they're like having this moment you know the reminded of their aunt who played sure whatever and 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 but i'm also like i can't res- i can't break character and respond right. so that's kind of unfortunate because otherwise i would stop okay. at like i spend a lot of time talking to people when i'm not in a mask yeah and then when i'm in the mask on i feel like i'm just like well because you don't want to like end the illusion if there is a kid sure i feel like kids yeah. are like 
that it's like 100% real, some, especially like real young kids. And so I feel like it feels like a little bit like a brutal thing to do to like yeah. take off this mask. Like I always try to be kind of secretive about it or like really finish our song and like wait a minute and yeah. then take it off. I saw this kid at a Paperhand show in, in North Carolina where like there were these wolves in the show and they would end the show, it was a great moment, whatever. And then after the show, the kid came backstage, he like knew somebody in the cast and he was like getting to see all the puppets and he saw these like wolves like laid out, like, you know, whatever. And he was like, the wolves are dead? And just like oh, burst no. into tears. And I was like, wow, like I never like, it was so literal. <laughs> and then, so we like picking up the wolves, we like, yeah. they're not dead, like, <laughs> check them out. You know? You're playing with their corpses. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah. okay. They were just sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> but at that moment, I was like, "Wow, kids! It's like it's a whole different reality." Like, and I don't want to like mess with that. Like, yeah. like killing yeah. a thing, and you know, like and that never goes away. That it just gets suppressed. You just like right. pile adulthood on top of yeah. it, and then but it's still always. People right. are like, so oh, is there the something illusion? magical happening? No, no, there's not. My friend, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my uh, my six year old. He's very quick to like say like, "This isn't real," mm-hmm. and we're like, "You're not real," or "You're not really Santa," or whatever. But it's but there's a part of it that's like, <laughs> "Who are you trying to convince?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, "This isn't real." Right. We can travel, right? right? Yeah. He's like kind of like leaning in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. like to have him see these before y'all head off. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe I can introduce you as... Yeah, there's definitely, like, the practical kids who are, like, talking it out as it's happening and stuff. There's... I feel like the thing that happens with probably all busking, but especially with the mask where the parents give the dollar to the kids and then the kids yes. have to go and then... It's, like, my favorite thing to oh, watch yeah. is, like, the slow approach. Because they're, like, getting, like... Especially when we do the lizards, because the lizards are, like, a little, like... Kind of like monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the kids are like, they have their dollar and they're like making this long journey <laughs> all the way yeah. to the thing. And they're like, not sure, but they're like totally entranced. Yeah. And then they like throw the dollar like not in the pot. <laughs> it's like really cute. Yeah. When the kids are too young to understand what a dollar is, why they're putting it in the jar. Yeah, that's what they eat. And they yeah, yeah. Food. <laughs> yeah. That always like squawks at them when they get really close. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they're like, oh, God. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah, the best is when the kids are kids are off put, but the parents love it, and yeah. the, the kids are like, "I don't know." And the parents are like, "Oh, it's okay. I don't it's, it's great. Like, you that, love this." That like moment on a roller coaster where like you're you're the kid is looking up to the parent like, "I don't want this. Is too scary now." And it's like, "Well, it's happening, and it's gonna be fun." Like yeah. sort of preparing kids for all the weird stuff they're gonna see out there. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a kid get like fully terrified either. Yeah. I'll just just say. like cry. I've seen kids cry. You've seen kids cry? Oh, I've yeah. never seen that. I guess. Maybe it's. Maybe but kids know. cry all the time. Kids cry they all cry the time. They cry by anything. Probably gas. Probably gas. Yeah, for the most part, it's like the children aren't <laughs> crying. <laughs> you're trying to scare We're trying to, like, It's part you of your know, brand, is what you're saying. Yeah, there's got to be a little fear. I don't know. Uh, right, but when you learn that it's not actually scary, there's a great feeling of like conquering too. I yeah, like, yeah. You're basically therapists. We're helping these children. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking. We were talking about because uh, there's like a dream eater 
puppet in this new show ah, and we cool. were like oh we could just like and he like eats the nightmares yeah. so you can call on this monster to come eat your nightmares yeah like when you wake up and you can't go back to sleep because there's like nightmare residue still in your room you can call on this creature yeah. it's a, it's a, it comes out of japanese folklore wow yeah but we were talking about oh we can book like therapies where like you oh, can hire us to come sessions with the puppet just like yeah. barge into it's your kid's bedroom with this like horrifying <laughs> nightmare puppet it's kind of like but then we like we have another actor under the bed playing the nightmare and they get gobbled up and then the kid gets to witness the external nightmare being sure. so it was like immersion <laughs> taken yeah. away yeah i mean i don't know if it like yeah. pretending and litany and yeah it's all ceremony it's all like it's, you go through these steps and then you're like oh i'm changed now you know? and it definitely won't backfire and give them new things to have oh, nightmares sure not yeah <laughs> not, not well because the parents have paid so much money that yeah it has to work <laughs> that's like <laughs> yeah that's another part yeah let's play another tune and then let's talk about you know how to keep up with everything you're doing you have an upcoming show and but mm-hmm. what do you what do you want to play next this we just did the third tune i believe Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we got yeah, we got two more. Great. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Melvin Wine tune. Yeah. I know who wrote this tune. Oh wow. <laughs> it was Melvin Wine. Melvin Wine. It's going down in Georgia. And where did you? Oh learn yeah, it? great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you learn this tune? From my dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. You've done it again. <laughs> got a lot of good tunes. Exciting of the parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit job. Slightly more exciting. Great moment. The other. Yeah. So we have time for one more, but before we do that, where do people keep up to date with everything that String and Shadow is doing, and uh, buy buy things, or maybe just show up to events? Come to the show. Yeah, there's a show coming. Up. Yeah, we're doing a show. Uh, every weekend from July 9th to August 1st oh, in, great. in Olympia. So there's plenty of opportunities, like 14 shows. Every weekend. Where yeah, is Friday, it happening? Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Lions Park, which is on the east side. 
great. Uh, so it's like a bring your own lawn chair, bring a little snack if you want. Um, and yeah, just like outdoor theater. Cool. We have a live band and a bunch of puppeteers. And it's like a tour of the show is called Fauna Fantastique. And it's like a fantastic nature show. Cool. We, like see fantastic creatures and what they do. <clears throat> and you can find us on the internet, wherever. Yep, we're on Instagram. Internet. We don't have TikTok. We're too old for that. <laughs> we're sort of like trying to phase out Facebook. Yeah. I guess Instagram oh, is a thing now, and then I guess TikTok is the future. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's if looking I can, bleak, I but like you can I'm find us at <laughs> stringandshadow.com. And that has all the information for the for the show, yeah. summer show, and mm -hmm. stringandshadow at gmail.com. You can book your therapeutic dream eater lessons <laughs> for your children. Or not. Or, you know, we cut that out. Let's <laughs> 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 Yeah. That's pretty much it. I don't know. We all have t-shirts for sale at the show, and... <laughs> People, yeah. We just finished a Kickstarter campaign, so the show is kind of funded through that. Um, and then all our shows are just by donation, so come, bring a donation if you can. If you can't, it's open to everybody, and um, yeah, Great. that's what we're yeah. doing. And the cool. puppets are giant. I always feel like I should mention that. People giant puppets. Big puppets, big, folks. Giant, yeah. five times as big as your head, I'm told. <laughs> right. right. But bigger than these, yeah, too. Yeah, bigger than these. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks, Emily. Donald. Thanks for having us. Thanks on. for having us. Yeah. yeah, this is a hoot. This is great. Just playing some tunes. Ah, I, I, I really miss all the festivals, all the community, all the mm -hmm. hanging out, and I miss, Wait. you know, smearing my sweat on strangers at Square Dance. Not, you know, not intention, not in a weird way, but in a just natural, in the normal so Square Dance way. Square yeah. dancing way. Inevitable. Like asking the, you know, beverage at a late night jam yeah. and all that. And this, this is nice. It's something that's slowly coming back yeah. online. Are you going to Centralia? Yeah, I'll yeah, be there. Centralia. Definitely nice. come. Let's do some off-record jams. Oh, yeah. We'll smear sweat on each other, share drinks. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, we'll do the old-time old-time shitposting podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want to play for the last game? Um, what was the... Oh, Julian Johnson. Julian Johnson. Yeah, that one? Yeah, great. Okay. The kids love it. They love that tune. <laughs> <Did they>? <laughs> <laughs>
If you're in the Olympia area or even the Pacific Northwest in general, come out to see String and Shadow perform Fauna Fantastique, their new show. It's on every weekend from July 9th through August 1st. Visit their website, String and Shadow, for more info, and make sure to follow them on Instagram so you'll be the first to hear about future performances. I put links in the show notes. Thanks again to Earful of Fiddle for sponsoring this episode. Sign up to reserve your spot for their online music and dance camp June 20th through the 24th at earfuloffiddle.com. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. Definitely check out the video for this week's episode because we're wearing String and Shadow's amazing masks. If you're able, please help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional Clawhammer banjo series. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool.